The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to Parenthood. Your life does not end here. Hi, I'm Chriselle Lim, mother of two. And I'm Sarah Son, also a mother of two. We are longtime friends and now mothers. This is Being Bumo, a podcast about all things parenting. We want to have honest conversations about motherhood so we can each define it for ourselves. We're here to build our village and we hope that you join us. Hi, Chris. Hey, hey, hey. We're midway through August. I cannot believe that summer is basically over. Oh my gosh. I mean… When do you guys start school? At the end of August. Okay, same. I feel like it's gotten earlier and earlier. I'm like, when did… I mean, growing up, it was always September. Yeah, after Labor Day. Yes. Yeah. But when did it all start before Labor Day? I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, we are in full kind of wrapping up summer mode here and getting ready for the new school year. I feel like the new school year is always… For me personally, it feels like the start of a new year versus January. (laughs) Is that that for all parents? I I feel like I work harder during the summer than during the regular school year. So we're excited about them going back to school. A (laughs) hundred (laughs) percent. August 28th could not come sooner. (laughs) Yes. So it's a countdown, guys. A countdown to the new year. (laughs) Yep. I'm there. New school year. I can't wait. So is there any things that you guys are trying to do before school starts though? Yeah, we're going to do one final getaway, just weekend local getaway, just Mm -hmm. to feel like we have some like a final fun weekend before school starts. My son starts sixth grade, which is, ah, it's the last year of elementary school before he starts middle school. So it's a really big year for us. And this summer has been a lot about these big transition moments for him, Mm. like thinking about kind of big boy independence things. Mm -hmm. And so letting him organize himself, letting him advocate for himself. So it's been a lot of that this summer. So we hope that some of it stuck for this year so he can practice before he gets to middle school. Because I am scared of middle school. Why? Why are you scared of middle school? I mean, I I hear a lot of horror stories from other parents. Oh, God. And I wish they would stop because <laughs> it's, you know, it's just, it's, it's a time for independence. It's a time for to make mistakes, you know, quote unquote mistakes. It's a time for them to grow and, and, you know, make choices for themselves. So I get all those things. And actually my firstborn is so responsible. Like I'm not worried, but. Oh my God. He's it's a so big responsible. Jump. It's a big jump. Yeah. We'll see what happens. I mean, I'm <laughs> sure he'll be fine, but yes, I, I have it's to It's a agree. little bit of the letting go thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's the letting go thing. Yeah. I think for me this summer, it's really been about that too. I think I talked about it before on on one of the episodes, but because I am divorced and because the girls are not with me half the time because I am co-parenting 50-50, for me this summer, it was really about teaching them skills Mm -hmm. and independence that will keep them independent so they don't really have to always rely on me for things Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, like they are going to have to advocate for themselves Mm -hmm. when they're not with me of course that is wonderful like he could do his thing with the girls and I know that he he's great at it but there are certain things that they just like won't do if I'm not around so Mm -hmm. for me this summer it's been a lot of kind of like honing down on those skills so yeah I mean towards the end of the summer now I'm just like okay what what is some fun something fun I can do because Mm -hmm. 
not that we didn't have fun. I mean, we went to Hawaii and we did some family stuff that was really nice. But also I was very diligent about making sure that the girls created these kind of habits during the summer. So I'm trying to figure out what I can do with them for this last week. I just saw, and I think we might take them. We're still trying to figure out. But I just saw that there's a new water park down in Irvine. Wait. Yeah. Is that the great? Not the Great Wolf Lodge one, but it's something water raging. It's brand new in OC. And maybe I shouldn't announce it to the whole world before we go. But Um, I think that's kind of going to be our little last (gasps) little thing. That sounds like fun. Yeah. And they love it. And they they have like a water, like a wave pool, but lots of lots of slides and water slides and things like that. And it's right here local, which is Maybe I'll just come with you. Please do. No, seriously. I mean, that'll make my life easier for Chloe to like just... Have a little friend. Have a little friend. Yeah. Oh, that's, I think that'd be fun. Oh, we love it when a new water park opens up. That's amazing. And you have to go when it's new because after a few years, you it don't gets a little go. dingy. It's gross. Yeah, it gets pretty <laughs> gross. Yeah. Anyways, so yeah, so we are trying to figure out what we're gonna do at kind of like the last. And I want to create these traditions. Like, mm. oh, it's towards the end of the summer. Like, this is what we always do with mom. So trying to figure that out. I did. I saw another mom, and if like you know, you can't go to a place. There's a company that does foam parties. So they come to your house and they just fill your backyard with foam. That sounds like amazing. Like suds, like soapy foam. And then the kid's just going to run around. Wait, but do they clean it up? They do clean it up after. Okay. Or apparently, I mean, we haven't tried it because we're trying to decide which activity to do. But apparently the foam kind of disappears. Oh, It just kind of evaporates. And apparently it's a lot of fun. And it's like, this is like a good age for them because yes. they still will find it fun and interesting. But it's not, a lot of work for the parent. I love that. Okay, I'm going to look into that. that. fun too. Yeah, so something like one, that that's exactly what I wanted to do. Like one memorable thing to mm-hmm. just wrap up because it's it's so nice when they could reflect back and be like, do you remember that one summer we did this? Yeah. And they do talk about that with Hawaii already. So I want to yeah. do one more special thing because yeah. when the school year happens. Yeah, you're back to routine. You're back to routine. Yeah. Which I am looking forward to actually because they've been home. They've been home pretty much all summer. I mean, we did our travels, but everything we've done together. Actually, that's another question. What are your thoughts on sleepaway camp? Oh, I'm not there yet. I'm definitely not there yet. But I have so actually a lot of my European friends Uh that live in Europe, they have kids Mm -hmm. and they send them to these sleepaway camps, to horse camp, to... And as you know, when we think about camp, we're like, oh, we'll pick them up at the end of the day. No, you pick them up at the end of the month. (laughs) And I'm like, what? Okay. What do you mean? Okay, so we obviously, I mean, I didn't grow up with that and I'm sure you didn't either. And, but it's very normal in my world right now where kids like as early as third grade go off for three weeks. Yeah. And these camps are amazing. They're in some lake and there's a lot of camping and outdoorsy activities, but they're not home. But can you see them like in between? No, no. You can't even call them because no smartphones allowed, but they will write you letters once in a while and the camp counselors will send you photos and give you little updates. But no, part of it is to just let go. I can't. No, I like can't either. That, <laughs> that that just, I already have like a million question marks in my head being like, what if this happens? What if that happens? Where, how are right. they going to? But but if anything, we probably need it more. Yeah, <laughs> because we do get so anxious and worried. About I do these sleep things. away camp. I I co-parent. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> They're gone one week. They're gone. Okay, that's my sleep away. That's camp. enough for you. Yeah. yeah, I might think about it next year. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I my son never asked for it, so it it wasn't part of a conversation. But of course, my little one, who is so social and friends are her life, 
it's like, but so-and-so is going to this sleepaway camp and I want to go. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. If you have, if listeners, if you have any thoughts on this, let me know. And if you were hesitant, like I am, like we are, what helped you actually let them go? But it's supposed to be a really fun experience. They get on this gigantic bus, they drive up to whatever, and they're gone for a week to three weeks, depending on what you want. I mean, I'm sure that the kids are fine. I'm sure that they will miss you here and there randomly, but my little one won't, but yeah, sure. (laughs) So if anything, it's probably more on us being like, oh no, they can't do that. But I'm sure they're more than ready. Yeah, I mean, Sophia seems like she's ready. Oh my God, that one has been... Any time that we're in some activity, like there's other families, like a birthday party or a play date, she wants to leave with them every time. Like she just wants to get out of my house <laughs> as soon as possible. Same thing with Chloe. She's always like, I made a new friend. Can I go sleep over? I'm like, no, I don't know them. Like who? <laughs> Absolutely not. No. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe I'll warm up to the idea as they get older. You know, it seems something that's very normalized in Europe because so many of my friends do that in Europe and it's just part of their culture. And I'm sure they do that because they feel comfortable and they know what's going on and their kids seem to be happy and they continue to do that for that reason. But I think I still need some time to warm up. I do love the fact that they don't allow smartphones. So that's pretty good. That's like, I, I love that. Okay. Do you love Ginger as much as I do? It's pretty amazing. I freaking love ginger. I mean, literally, we put ginger on everything. But also, I'm all about using natural products lately. And I'm just a lot more aware because my parents are high risk. Um, My kids are always around. So I've been a lot more intentional about putting any harmful chemicals in the air or even on my body. So that's why I've been loving the ginger essential oil. I don't know if you use essential oils, but it's a really big part of kind of my daily routine, especially in the evening. Um, And ginger is a high quality, 100% natural essential oil made from the ginger root itself. And I've already seen the benefits of adding ginger's rejuvening self-care kit to my routine. I usually do this at night just because it's a way for me to really calm down and like clear my head. And the ginger oil with the gua sha stone is a way for me to just like really relax and clear my mind and get the best massage in just to relax. I have a very hard time sleeping and this actually helps me just to chill out, travel a lot. It's just something that I bring with me. Each bottle of ginger oil comes with a convenient dropper cap. So there's no mess at all. Well, you told me about this essential oil a few weeks ago and I have been trying it too. And trust me, it's a game changer. So right now our listeners can get the special offer, 20% off your first purchase but you have to visit our special URL ginger.us slash Bumo website. That's J-I-N-J-E-R dot U-S slash Bumo. Don't miss out. Go to ginger with two J's dot U-S slash Bumo. Every mom struggles with finding balance in their date. We give our time away to everyone and rarely have any left for ourselves. Right, Chris? Mm-hmm. Jelly Drops really gets this. They bring all the manicure products you need from start to finish in one place. You can look forward to changing your manicure once a week or every other week and enjoy your gorgeous mani all week long. And this is why I've been doing my own nails at home. I mean, the minute that I saw you walk into podcast room weeks ago with your jelly manny jelly drops manny i I, love that jelly manny jelly manny i've been obsessed because one it looks like salon gel nails 
but you did it yourself. You probably did it in half the time. Um, and I finally tried it out and it's incredible. There's a wide range of designs, over 300 designs with different strip thickness, ranging from thin, moderate to thick. Um, there's cute designs, simple, feminine, casual, glamorous, modern, you name it. And also I love the fact that they are a female owned and female operated business based here in LA by a local mom, founded by a local mom and entrepreneur. So we want to obviously support our our mamas out there, right? Yep. Yep. They come with a variety of nail shape sizes um, per package. So I love that they have a lot of options and sizes and you pick the size that matches your finger. You apply it and like really make sure that it, it like sticks to your nail, file the edges, cure it under the UV light and then put the top coat and you are ready to go. And the best part is that it's so easy to take off. Yeah. And it does not damage your nails like most gel nails do. I've been doing gel nails for years now and it's just damaged my nails so much. But with jelly drops, it does not do that. And you get the same amazing salon gel manicure look in less than an hour. And it only costs anywhere from $12 to $20 for each gel set, which is cheaper than any salon nails. (laughs) No, it's amazing. So if you guys want to try Jelly Drops, use our code BUMO at checkout for 15% off your first purchase. That's jellydrops.com, G-E-L-L-Y-D-R-O-P-S.com. One fun thing that we did over the weekend, which reminded me the importance of taking away the smartphones and just letting them be creative, purely creative. And I think it's really hard for kids to get here nowadays naturally before we had to get here all the time by ourselves because we didn't have these smartphone technology to rely on for a source of entertainment. But this weekend, I was opening up boxes in my garage because I get a lot of like my gifted stuff there for work. And I was just opening it up and they took these boxes And they started like making their own little shops with them. Mm -hmm. So Chloe made like her own food cart. Colette made her own bake shop. And they created like little storefronts. Mm -hmm. It was really, really cute. Mm -hmm. And and they were doing it for three straight days. So they did it for like three hours straight, like each time. They would always come back to it. They're finally finished. But I just remember as a kid doing these random activities that I would just wake up looking forward to. And it's so hard to get there nowadays. I think because kids are so distracted, they have so many options of source of entertainment that they don't naturally go, oh, what what can I make today? Or what can I do today that will be creative? But this was a really good activity to kind of end the summer because it just reminded me the importance of just letting them, just giving them random tools and letting them like create what they want to create. So I think I want to do something like that again, maybe just like buy a bunch of, random, you know, arts and crafts things and like put on the lawn and see what they come up with and they could just sit there for hours. I love that. Yeah. They call that an invitation is what I heard. Mm. It's like if you set up like a bunch of supplies or it could even be just a bunch of nature things like rocks and leaves and, and sticks. And I used to do that when my kids were younger. It was then you're inviting them to just use the tools as they seem fit. And some days it could be a sword fight. Some days it could be a storefront or whatever. And I love that. Yeah. It's really sweet. Yeah. Yeah. And it's now we have like all these huge boxes that we can't throw away because like Mm -hmm. they're like don't throw these away and I would never but it's it's important to to help them access those that kind of muscle because they stop using that muscle if they're they're not given the opportunity yeah 
Or uh, if they're too scheduled. Because yeah, then they don't have any scheduled. downtime. Yes. Yeah. And then they're like, I'm, and I fall into that a little bit, like my family does. So I have to be very conscious to give them downtime, like you said. Okay. So now that we kind of talked about summer, what we want to do to like wrap that up. Is there anything that you're preparing for for the new school year? Or back to school. Yeah. Yes. I mean, the obvious thing is they're going to, they, my son will get a new backpack because he hasn't had one in a few years. And then, okay, this was my one thing I learned that I wanted to share today was, and maybe we're a little bit late right now, mid-August, but if you can, if you go to a uniform school or you give your kid uniform, even though they go to a public school and they have free dress, but to buy them ahead of time. A couple years ago, I got stuck with not finding blue shorts for my kid. I know that that sounds right, but like Old Navy, Gap, Children's Place, nobody had uniform blue shorts. I mean, can't you order it from the website from the school? No, because they don't offer that. Oh, they okay. offer the, the the polo with the logo. Oh, but They I don't see. offer the pant. So you have to go and find it somewhere. And they didn't have it forever. Like I couldn't find it in surf shops. I couldn't find it in like the regular Old Navy and these places either at Target. Like, And it was, I, I was sweating a little bit. So I did buy that ahead of time. I have like, they don't need it as much as they get older. But, you know, even my, my fourth grader, like everything is labeled. Mm. So they have those sticker things, right? But I found a stamp. Oh. So the stamp, I find it to be more permanent. Like oh. some of the stickers do fall off. Fall off, yeah. Yeah, but the the stamp, I don't know, the ink like absorbs into the cotton for uniform or sporty uniform. And that has worked better. Oh, okay. And I love that one. But again, you have to order this a little bit ahead of time. So I just feel like nowadays, you it, it's not like how it used to be where even with like going out to restaurants, you just can't like walk in anymore. It's almost like you have to make reservations in no. advance. And yeah. I think that's the same thing with, travel with shopping with anything and I think so many of us parents are so last minute with everything yeah so yeah if you haven't started your back to school shopping it's probably safe to do so now now the other thing the other tip I wanted to share before I forget was buy uniform and sizes Mm. or again like I'm talking from like a uniform perspective my kids probably won't have uniform in middle school but they did in elementary school but for example you start in the fall with a size eight but by winter, they're a size 10. Yeah. But then they don't have them available. Uh, <laughs> so at the beginning of the year, anticipate a little bit of the of the clothing and buy the 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 size that they are now and then buy a size up. Up. Because they will grow into it. Yeah. And then always, for me, always buy one crisp white polo that they don't wear throughout the year, but you do it for like that last special end of your mm. graduation party or that last, you know, teacher yeah. appreciation day or just like a day that you want them to look really crisp mm-hmm. and they don't like you know they haven't used it it's still yeah. kind of brand new so I kind of buy that all ahead of time now mm, that's so smart for me it's a little tricky because because I am co-parenting the kids do go back and forth so the, the my thought process now is okay what am I sending them when they go to their dad's house because most likely it won't come back <laughs> yeah so, so do you need two of everything? Yeah. So yes. th- that's, I mean, I'm speaking to people that are co-parenting is you have to, not saying that like you have to label what's yours is yours and what's his is his, but uh, it does yeah. help when you do label things uh-huh. because and you're like, oh, hey, I think I, she left this at your place, which is like, because they also do uniforms and your partner could be like, oh no, I, th- this one's mine. Okay. But then if it's stamped, then you'd be like, no, that one is mine. 
<laughs> can you send it back, please? You know, it's a good idea whether you're co-parenting or not, actually. To <laughs> yes. Do that. Yeah. Yes. So I, we do buy two of everything, which mm-hmm. is costly and it is kind of a pain, but that's the cost of co-parenting, I guess. You just have to double up on everything. Mm-hmm. But we are very strategic as far as like, when they go to their dad's on Friday, like what do we send? And I'm sure he is too on my end because it's it's much more annoying when you have to call the other person and say, hey, do you have this? So we try to avoid that. Yeah. So on Fridays, we always try to send them with like the things that we want to make sure that they don't leave behind. Yeah. So that's another thing. I think for us, as far as the new school year, Chloe is now going into second grade. So it's not that big of a jump from like, I think kinder to first grade was much like more mm-hmm. of a bigger jump. Yeah. But we're just preparing like, oh, and this is also another thing that you guys should look into is that at some stores, they actually you could buy things in bulk. Like yeah. you could just buy things. They have these school packs yeah. and they prepare everything for you. So you don't, you don't have to like individually order things from Amazon yeah. or Target and just wait for them. Yeah. And then Costco has them mm. and Walmart has them. Oh, okay. And they're, I think that they're both the best bundles I've seen out there yeah. for back to school supplies. So that's what we do too. Yeah. So we don't have to like go off the list and order every individual thing. We just buy the pack. So I'm doing that for Chloe. Obviously, Colette is still, I don't even know what to call her. Is it pre? That's not pre K. I think TK. Yeah. But she still has like two more years there. Transitional kindergarten. Transitional kindergarten. Yeah. And so, oh, this is another thing. Colette doesn't have uniform, but I'm dying for her to get into uniform because every morning is such a battle with right. her, with what she wants to wear. So what I'm doing with her to prepare in advance, because she's so picky oh, with what she wants to uh, wear, uh-huh. is because the mornings are so challenging with her because she'll throw fit if I like pick out the wrong thing or whatever. Yeah. I go, What I'm going to do is I'm going to go through her entire closet and be like, do you like this? Are you going to wear this? And if it's a no, then we'll probably donate it yeah. to, because I'm not planning to have any other kids. We're going to donate it. So it's not even sitting there anymore because she gets so mad, so mad if I like pick out the wrong thing for her. And so I allow her to kind of dictate what she wants to wear. Mm-hmm. And she just has to have like, you know, five to six things that she actually likes. And it's just so easy to get her dressed in the morning. Yeah. yeah she's instead like, of giving her so many options. options. We yeah, don't like agree. options. They don't like options because they only want the same thing anyways. Yeah. So with Colette, my youngest, what I'm preparing is just kind of getting the things that she wants and maybe even multiples because she wears the same freaking sweater five days a week. Same. Yeah. yeah. But then how are you going to, once she has to wear uniform, how are you going to transition that she has to wear uniform and not? Oh, I think it's going to be easy because okay. her sister does it. Okay. And she's looking she's forward to it. She's looking forward oh, okay. to it. She knows that's like a big girl thing. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, can we just start the uniform now? Today. <laughs> Okay, so you're going to reduce her closet so it's not it's not like a meltdown every time she has to pick something in I the morning. I think less is more for kids. I agree. Yeah. I agree. The more option options, is good, but not too many no, options. Yeah. No, And they don't, even with toys, right? They don't even play with so many toys. They always play with the same thing over and over again. Yeah. So I think, oh, another thing that we're trying to do for summer before it ends is like decluttering their rooms, their playrooms, all their closets. And... They've really been into donating because they like the concept of helping another child out, which is something that I'm very proud of with Chloe because she's developed like this really big heart and compassion for yeah. underserved families and kids. So that's kind of like our end of the year summer thing is like cleaning everything out so we could donate it. Yeah. yeah. And so 
that's probably what we're going to do to end summer oh, and begin the too, new then. year. Oh, yeah, I love that. I, it's a good tradition, I think. Yeah. I honestly didn't get to start doing it until this past year because the kids just couldn't understand yeah. the concept of giving. Yeah. Right? I couldn't yeah. even walk into a toy store and like buy a gift for someone else because Chloe was like jealous yeah. when she was so young. Same. Same. Yeah. Yeah. But now it's like they really understand. They want to help other people out. And so that's a, a tradition that we've kind of brought on recently. Okay. I love that. That the kids love. Are you ready for the new back to school year? Kind of-ish. Do you know what your kids are going to be eating for snacks? Every day I have to think about this. Do you I, have any solutions? I mean, yes. Once Upon a Farm. Tell me. I mean, you love Once Upon a Farm, right? Because yeah. we've tried it out for the kids and my kids love it. I, I love that they have everything from baby food to kid snacks. Um, cold-pressed fruit and veggie pouches, dairy-free smoothies, overnight oats, plant-rich meals, and more. They have something for everyone in your family. And it's made with whole farm-fresh ingredients, no added sugar, concentrates, or anything artificial. So you can feel good about what your kids are eating. And on top of that, as a busy parent, we all know that there's one less. if there's one less thing that you can think about, you should sign up for it. So they do have their subscription offering, which is fully customizable, which is a real game changer for busy parents like us that have different kids of different ages and tastes and snacks and opinions. <laughs> and they have a wide variety of blends or meals and you can switch it up before every delivery, which is really, really important for both my girls. Um, so that's what we've been using. And it's been wonderful. One of the reasons we keep coming back to Once Upon a Farm is because their ingredients are freshly frozen to lock in nutrients and flavor. It's prepared in minutes. Plus, you can serve them however your baby or your kid likes these days because they have blends with ton of nutrition packed up in every little pouch. And you can find it at almost all retailers nationwide and online. So get started today and enjoy an additional 35% off your first subscription order by using code BUMO at onceuponafarmorganics.com. That's onceuponafarmorganics.com. So the kids have been really getting into their arts and crafts, which I love and I want to embrace. But at the same time, that means lots of messes. But I have been using something called Yipes Wipes, and it is a kid's face and hand wipe. And it's actually designed to teach kids to develop independent, healthy habits. The packaging is so cute. So the kids just love opening it up. And you can feel good about Yipes Wipes being safe for your kids because there's no parabens, petroleum, 99% plant-driven, hypoallergenic, the dermatologist tested, and it's made up of 98% water and it's plastic-free wipes. And it's the perfect on-the-go kind of wipe that you could have in your own individual lunchbox, backpack, sports, practice, in the car. I mean, you name it. It's just so convenient to have and the kids love them. I love that these wipes are safe and you know why they are because it was started by a mom. She developed these Yipes wipes to embrace the messy side of growing up and who better the moms to understand how necessary wipes are. So messes are a way to learn and grow and have fun. So we've been loving these. So if you want to try them, go to yipes.com slash bumo for 20% off. Once again, that's yipes.com slash bumo or just insert our code bumo at checkout for 20% off at yipes.com. And yipes is y-i-p-e-s dot com. Hello, 
beautiful people. It's Renee Blewett, and I am your host for the She Did That podcast. Have you ever wondered how your favorite women founders are building these beautiful brands and legacies? Whether you're an aspiring entrepreneur, already on your journey, or just someone who wants to learn from the best to ever do it, this is the podcast for you. Every week, I'll introduce you to powerhouse entrepreneurs, creatives, and innovators who are carving their own paths with love, resilience, and bold ambitions. Be sure to subscribe now so you don't miss a thing. Something else that I found really helpful is if you can, not every school allows this and not every community, you know, is conducive of this. But if you have a kid and they're going to have a new teacher, usually they are when they're entering a new grade, is to have like a little bit of a connection with the teacher before day one. Because again, not every school can do that, but maybe you can email the teacher and be like, hey, could we get there? 15 minutes earlier or something, just so that there's a bit of a warm up time, even with really social kids, even Mm. with my second who is very social, can talk to strangers, is pretty comfortable in new places. Even then, I want her to have a little bit of extra time with this new teacher to help build a little bit of the connection. It It, does make a difference. It makes a huge difference. And it gives the teacher a moment too to get to know all of her new students because sometimes she's overwhelmed that she's going to get 30, 40 new kids or whatever. So that's another thing that I've learned to, you know, if you have that moment, if you can do it the weekend before or just that morning Mm. a little bit earlier to try to get those those minutes in there. That's a great idea. I think that's really important. I remember when Chloe was, she started kindergarten during the pandemic Mm. and she already had kind of anxiety around Zoom. But the minute that we went to school and we introduced her to her teacher in person and they spent like yeah. half an hour together, she was a lot more receptive in her Zoom room at the yeah. time. And so I think that is very important to, to get that one-on-one time if you can. Yeah. Let's quickly talk about drop-offs because oh. I know drop-offs can be really challenging, especially yeah. for first-time parents yeah. dropping off their kids. And I know a lot of parents are dropping off their kids for the first time because oh. it is the first season since the pandemic, yeah. a lot of kids have not been, especially young kids, they haven't yeah. been in school. And a lot of parents are going back to the workplaces this fall. Yeah. So let's talk to them because oh, it's yeah. not easy. It's still probably one of the hardest. How was it for you with the girls? It was really hard with Chloe. Colette was a different story. But with Chloe, she cried and cried and cried. Mm. And I cried in the car. Or preschool I, or elementary school? Or preschool. Okay. Yeah. I started off a lot earlier because I was working and it just, I just felt so bad leaving her. Right. And I think a lot of parents go through that. They don't want to hand their child off to someone while they're crying and then yeah. you driving off. But they, t- they, a lot of teachers say that they cry just when you're there. Mm-hmm. And then usually a few minutes later, they're fine because yeah. the teachers will give them toys or something. Yeah. 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 But it is hard. It is hard. Yeah. And it'll, every child is different. Chloe cried for like a month straight, like every day. And it was hard for a month for me every single day. But Colette, I dropped her off. Three seconds later, she was off, like playing with her teachers. (laughs) Bye, mom. Bye, mom. In the same grade or same age, she was like, actually, Colette started after the pandemic. So Mm -hmm. three. Chloe started when she was two. So it was a lot harder for Chloe than Colette. What do you think is, was it different? Just, they just have different personalities? Yeah, personalities. I think every, every child is different. Colette is just like, you know, she sees her older sister going to school. Like she wants to do the same and she's just more brave. And she, 
I think it's a confidence thing too. Like she knows mm-hmm. that I'll come back. Yeah. And that's the thing. I traveled a lot when I had Chloe. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's a little bit of a fear of like, oh, is mommy going to come back if I go come? If mm-hmm. she leaves me, is she going to leave again? Whereas with Colette, I was home because it was the pandemic. <laughs> like yeah. I never left. Yeah. So there was no sense of like, is mommy going to come back? I think yeah. she always knew that I was going to be there. Yeah. And so that was, I think, the biggest difference of how I raised the girls. And it actually gave Colette a lot more confidence. Yeah. So yeah, every child's different. But yeah. the first drop off is hard for every parent. It is. Yeah. For my son, when I dropped him off at preschool, he was more like, he was like, bye, mom. And he's like, where are the Legos and where is the thing? Uh-huh. My second, oh, that child of mine. Why? I think she cried the entire year, the entire oh. first year of preschool or at least. Really? Yes. Surprising, I'm right? I'm surprised. Exactly. I know. So because she is more social, but also she's just more attached i'm not sure i don't really know that's why i was asking you how it worked for you and now she's way more social and way more outgoing and can talk and be comfortable in new environments whereas my oldest it takes them a while to warm up so they kind of switched which yeah but no oh my god the first year i i was i i was it was so hard to leave her because it was like one of those things where she would hug me and like the teacher would have to peel, peel her, her off, off of my body and then I would turn around and start crying because I wasn't sure if I was doing the right thing. And I was a stay-at-home mom. Like, I didn't have to go to work. Yeah. I was just doing it to establish a routine. And because that's what I saw other parents doing, like dropping off their kids in preschool. And so then I was like, I'm going to go pick her up in 30 minutes. And <laughs> <laughs> again, because it's, it's not like I had to go to work. I just, again, was just trying to establish a routine for them. And then it took a, it took a while, but my teacher assured me that after five minutes, she was fine. And she made a lot of friends and the whole thing. But it was so nerve wracking for me. And I think because it was my first time, because I didn't experience that with my first, he was very like, he understood. I'm going to drop you off. Here's your lunchbox. I'll be back at pickup. You're going to get a nap. Here's your blanket. So all of that made sense to him. Mm-hmm. And it didn't, it made sense to her, but she just didn't want it. She was like, I don't care. Maybe it was the attachment <laughs> sleeping or attachment styles. Attachment parenting. parenting. If you guys yeah. haven't listened to that episode, please yeah, do. We we did uh, an episode about sleep. Yeah. And Sarah was talking about the different styles that she did on both her kids. Yeah. Maybe that's why she was so attached to you. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Even though they say that attachment parenting is supposed to increase confidence. You know what I mean? Kind of like the flip side of you for Chloe. Yeah. But Again, it's a lot of it is personality. A lot of it is she just didn't want to. She's like, no, I don't want to stay with all these strangers. I want to be with my mom. Yeah. And so there was a lot of that. But elementary was fine. She was very like, I am ready to to go and learn and play. I'm interested to see and hear the stories from the new moms of their COVID kids going to school for the first time. I feel like there's a lot of anxiety from both the parents and the kiddos. Yeah. I mean, at Bumo, I kind of see it because a lot of the parents that work out of Bumo, most of their kids are born from the pandemic, during the pandemic. Yeah. COVID Um, babies. Is that what they call them? What? They call them COVID babies. COVID babies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. COVID babies. And we call them COVID parents. (laughs) Yeah. Oh. Yeah. COVID babies. Uh Uh-huh. And it's really hard at the drop off. Like, What are you seeing? What kind of, is it like a lot I mean, of the crying kids and are, Yeah, the kids are so not used to being away from the parent because yeah. it's been years, like two years of the kids being attached to the parents, yeah. seeing the parents. 
And it's also hard for the parent. But I think Bumo has been like a nice middle ground for them because they can hop on in and see their kid and yeah. vice versa. So it's it's been a, a good transition at Bumo. But the first few weeks or the first week is really brutal for, for the little ones. Yeah. Yeah. But the team does a really good job on like kind of handling that. I think there's that kind of like a they have like their system down. Yeah. Like how to sue the kid and all of that. So that's been really nice. But there's nothing worse than seeing your oh, kid wanting right. you. Or the other thing is like the kids that are already in the classroom are fine because they've adjusted. But then yeah. the, a crying kid comes in and then Everyone one else. cries and then a third one cries and then five of them are crying. It's so funny. And then I feel it's, so bad for it, the teachers. It's like sympathy. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, my mom isn't here. Let's all cry, we'll cry at the same together. time. Yeah. Yes. And Not I have the memo. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, sorry, teachers. Oh, yeah. But I think it's it's important step. And of course you want to do it in a way that it's not, I guess it's not really even traumatic for them because at some point it's just a pattern mm -hmm. and they know that mom or dad will come back. Yeah. And that once they understand that and they make that connection, it it's fine. There's no better feeling parents once you are able to drop off your kid and they they've adjusted yeah. and you're just like free. It's like okay, <laughs> bye. Yeah. See you later. Yeah. And that's why I was asking about sleepaway camp because maybe that's the it's like the same thing but for our stage. Maybe yeah. maybe we're not there yet, but yeah. maybe like as they get a little older, yeah. we'll feel that maybe that we need more time. Yeah, probably not, but maybe 3 weeks. Okay, so what else for back to school? I think for us it's getting back onto our normal schedule too. Yeah. I don't know how good you've been about kind of your routine, routine yeah. but it kind of did fall through the cracks for us during the summer. Mm -hmm. So getting them back on before school gets started yeah. and adjusted. Yeah. But the hard part is that it's still bright out. <laughs> yes. and that's the hardest At part 830. for them. Yeah. yeah. I've been trying to like get blackout curtains for them or something. Yeah. That does help actually. Yeah. So what works? Like do you set alarms for them or do you just kind of shake them and kind of wake them up or do you just… Well, usually if they go to sleep early enough, they'll wake up themselves okay. at the hour that they need to. So yeah. I'm just trying to get them to bed earlier. Yeah. Because usually bedtime is 8.30. But now like during the summer, it's been pushed to like 9, 9.30 sometimes. Yeah. So trying to get them back onto like the 8, 8.30 schedule. Yeah. I know that is really hard that first week. And actually our school says that to us, which is why to answer your question, your previous question, they give us, they start school the week before Labor Day because the first week is technically an adjusting week. And so, and then you have a Labor Day weekend again, like you have a longer weekend to like ease them into the school year instead uh -huh. of like all of a sudden start a very strict and rigid schedule. Got it, got it. So that's kind of part of the philosophy, you know, for our school at least to start that last week of August to give them a little bit of time to adjust. Yeah, I mean, I guess that, that makes sense. Yeah. But the beginning of school year is the beginning of school year and we're just going to feel that that's like the first day of school. Yeah, so. it's just going to be hard no matter what. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And my kids actually, my little one moved her bedding into my son's room this summer uh -huh. and they've been kind of not sleeping in the same bed, but they sleep in the same room. And so now we have to move that out. It started because we painted her room this summer. She wanted a new fresh paint a you know coat on her in her on her walls and she wanted a big bed this summer and so we've been transitioning doing those transitions so then she was sleeping on the floor with in her brother's room and then she just stayed there for the past few weeks and now she doesn't want to leave she's kind of just comfortable you're like i just painted your room yeah. so it's like really pretty right now yeah <gasps> so so that that's kind of what we did this august so now i have to get her back 
into her room. And that's also part of establishing this new routine. Yeah. Yeah. And then also for on the parent side to like wrap it up, it's like for us to get back into that mindset of that routine, right? Yeah. Of like packing lunches, preparing the night before. Yeah. I don't know what else is there. Preparing their their backpacks. Although, you know, I, I know that you try to get your kids to do that themselves yeah. now. Yeah. That's what our school suggested, that they do that themselves. Yeah. yeah. I, I do that too with uh, Chloe at least. And sometimes yeah. she forgets and I just let her forget. Yeah. So she learns. Yeah. To never forget again. Yeah. Oh so. yeah, you drove her to school without it one day. Yeah. That was a She's great like, lesson. I forgot. And, and I'm like, like, oh, that's too bad. bad. Usually, yeah. I would go back, but I'm like, no, I'm not gonna go back. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I think parents need to just get back into that mindset of which I love. I by do the too. way, I I'm just so excited. Yeah. For school to start and get in a routine, like I'm there. <laughs> You're like, I am there. Ready? I'm ready for the drop offs, the breakfast, the lunches. Yeah. All of that. Yeah. Yeah. Mom mode is on. I feel like most moms are. Most parents are. So After too. three months, it's nice. But also, and we made the best of the summer. We really did slow down the summer, which was something that, honestly, our family doesn't do very well. So we did slow down and it was great. But now I'm ready to not slow down. Get back into it. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs> yeah. Can't wait for that. Well, let us know what you guys are doing for the end of summer. Share us any ideas that you guys have that we might want to do. And then also what you guys are doing for preparing for the new year, the new school year. And if you guys have any questions, let us know. Thank you so much for listening, guys. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. We want to keep this conversation going with you. So please leave us a DM on Instagram and make sure to follow us and subscribe to our podcast. And we would love it if you left us a review. Also, if you're in the Los Angeles area, make sure to visit us at Bumo Work at Westfield Century City Shopping Center. And if you're looking for educational-based content entertainment for your little ones, visit us at www.bumobrain.com or at Bumo Brain on Instagram. 